Everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Ron and Don Show. It's episode 379, and yeah, we're live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, if you want to get in hold of us, uh, we do something called Ron and Don Sit Down, and you can sit down with us because we're licensed brokers at Windermere. All you have to do is text the word sit down, text the word sit down to 206 249 4343. That's 206. 206- 249-4343. That'll go right to our phones, and we can set up a sit-down today. Absolutely. We'd love to do it. You can also email me directly, ron at windermere.com, but text us. That's what uh, all the cool kids are doing these days. All right. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, have you seen the way that they're dealing with thieves right now in the Ukraine? And they don't kill them, but they do something that I think the mayor here in Seattle should possibly start doing with all the freaking thieves that we have in the Seattle, Tacoma, Fife, Fremont, Everett, and Eastside area. It is unbelievable right now. In fact, if you try to go out and order glass for your business, it's coming on a slow boat from China. All you can do, in fact, fire trucks here in Seattle are rolling around with CDX plywood to help people go ahead and batten up the hatches. And they, do, they say, don't replace them with glass because the glass just kicks, gets kicked out again three days later. And it used to be if you have video, you could catch the guy or gal. There's so much of it happening right now, they can't catch anyone. So we'll talk about that. Also, we have to talk about TV stars, journalists, models, and Americans. Over 140,000 people, they say worldwide, are headed to the Ukraine, are rushing to danger. As the Russians close in, I don't think I would have that kind of courage, or would I, if it was my homeland? We'll talk about that. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about this. And I hope, by the time you hear this, that we can say something right now that maybe is a little more interesting uh, than what people have been saying on sports radio about Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner leaving Seattle. I just want people to remember, when it comes to Russell and Bobby, Bobby said, hey, Seattle's always going to be my home. In fact, I won't tell you where it is, but he has a really kick-ass place uh, over by the VMAC, uh, the VMAC right now on Lake Washington. That is a VMAC. That place costs a lot of – yeah. And, and Russell, he'll probably sell that house. In fact, I think he's texting me right now. Yeah, I just got, I just got one. Uh, let's see. Someone just texted me. Hey, Don, it's Russell and Sierra. We got a move coming up. We'd like to do a sit-down. Uh, and he just texts me, 206-249-4343. Do you have time for Russell and Sierra? He sure. just He just signed it number three. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can do that. Yeah, so anyway, here he has a big move coming up. Uh, your thoughts, and again, by the time we talk about this, I think a lot of things have been said. Uh, I just want people to know that Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner will always be back. I remember when Matt Hasselbeck, who we had a connection with, because uh, we used to cover the Seahawks, and we had him on our show a lot when we were out at the VMAC. And I, and I remember when he ended up leaving the Seahawks and he went to Tennessee, 
And when they came back, and I still have the the jersey, it's the only time I ever wore another man's name on my back. Because usually I just, I'll get a jersey and I put my own name on, Don. I don't have a Russell Wilson or a Chris Carson, any of those jerseys. I did go buy a Tennessee Matt Hasselbeck jersey, a number eight that I still have. And I wore it to the game in honor of him. Uh, and I don't think he saw me up in the stands going, Hey Matt, it's me. It's me. It's me. But I, I saw him later on at a housewarming party and I told him the story and he really loved that. And he hadn't raised the 12th man flag yet. And he said, you know, the day I get to, cause he's still in the NFL. He goes, the day I get to come back and raise that flag in front of all the fans is going to be a pretty important day. And it was, uh, and I was there when he did that. The same thing will happen with Bobby and with Russell, they have a lot invested in this community, and we saw that happen with Peyton Manning, right? When he went to Denver, he's still always going to be an Indianapolis Colt. These guys are still always going to be Seahawks, and these guys brought us our first championship going back to 2013, and uh, I'm grateful for that. And I hope Russell Wilson will orange crush it for kids uh, at the Children's of Colorado in the same way he did at a Children's Hospital here in Seattle. So sports is a, is a funny thing because – a community and really for the Seahawks, a region has a sense of ownership. So when you go to Idaho and to Montana and Oregon, uh, even up to Alaska, like the, the Seahawk nation goes beyond just the, the geogra- geography of, of Washington state. And so there's that sense of ownership and I get it, but you know, the, the luxury we had or that I had a perspective change of growing up a fan of, I was a fan of the Broncos growing up. Oh, that's right. You're a Bronco fan. And then oh, we wow. worked for NFL teams around there and for NBA teams. Oh. I got a different perspective on, on just professional sports, its role in the community, uh, sort of grew up. It is hard to win a championship. And every single team that you have. Believe me, when we were in the NFL, we tried. Yes. Not easy. So. For any city, uh, you know, if your quarterback's not named Tom Brady, you, you, you go years and years, sometimes decades and decades, uh, never winning a championship. And then there are players on the team that you connect with and players that you don't connect with. Uh, but you have no ownership stake in them. Like you have no, um, like they're, it's not personal. They play for the team that plays in your city. They get paid for it, and if somebody else wants to pay them more, most players will go play for another team. I think it is personal. I think it is personal, though, and the NFL wants you to think it's personal. They want us to have these discussions. They they want to – every team in the NFL is set up to go 500. That's why they keep a salary cap. That's why most of the owners are billionaires, and they can't spend their billions on, on teams. They can't do that. Uh, everybody has to deal – with basically the same bank account. And I want people to remember this. When you're and people are getting so pissed that, that Russell they think is going to get overpaid. When he won the championship, and and check my math on this, in 2013, he got paid five hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. Bobby Wagner got paid about half a million dollars when they won the championship. Because they were under their rookie contract. And it used to be when guys would come to the NFL like Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf took $12 million off the table and the Chargers almost went broke. And they said, we can't do this anymore. So when players come in for the first three years, uh, 
and depending upon where you were drafted in your draft class, that's what you get paid. Russell wasn't drafted in the first round. They threw the dice on him. And as a result of that, he didn't get paid in the first part of his career. And now he's 33 and he's getting paid. And I just want everyone to remember when he could run around when he was 2013, he still could. The reason you're running around is you cannot see over those offensive linemen. If you've ever stood on a sideline like Ron and I did when we were sideline reporters, it's ridiculous being down there as a sideline reporter because you just couldn't see anything. Let's go down to the sidelines. You can see much more on TV than I could see on the sidelines, but it's just, it's pomp, it's circumstance. You feel the energy of the game. But I think they want this to be personal. I think they want us to feel these things that we feel about Danger Russ and about Bobby and about these players. The NFL has built a very successful brand, and now here we are. I, I, I mean, how does your dad feel about this? How does your older brother Bob feel about this? Because they're lifelong Bronco fans. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to him oh, yet, how but could I you will. Not, I want to talk to them about we, this. We it is. How can you say it's not personal? I don't take well, it personal. We're man asses names on our backs when we go to games. That's personal. I, I just, I, I, I've had a change of heart on this. Like, I think. Because well, you don't like Russell Wilson. I, I've ne- you know, I've never. There you go. I've never really been a Russell Wilson fan. I appreciate what he did in the community. What is it you don't like about him? He's corny. He's, He's very a corny. very, very corny guy. And I don't think we ever got the real version yeah. of Russell Wilson. And so that's why, I, like, for me, I liked Marshawn Lynch. You knew what you got with Marshawn. Yeah. Marshawn just was a very authentic human being, and I liked him. I liked I, the violence. I, I just, see, I disagree with that. Because if you go back and you watch Marshawn at Cal... And when he talked to TV cameras, go back and look. He's a completely different guy. Like he invented, he invented this guy. And I like the version he, he invented, invented him. So I, I think I Russ, I think Russell, who's a conservative Christian, is probably more like he is. And 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 I, Marshawn Lynch, that's an invention that he created. And I liked it. Go back. So that's and, a, that's and my right. Watch him interviewed as I a have. cow bear. I've watched all the stuff. And he on sits him. there and he talks just like you and I do. As a couple, of, he, if you would you would think he was a white guy on the on 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 this podcast, and then boom, he he created this character. And I'm not saying that some of that's not real, but but he figured it out, and he he knew how to use the NFL platform to market himself. The thing so. that made it change for me is when you and I one day were talking to Tim Brown. We work for the Raiders. And he's now in the Hall of Fame. And he said, look, guys, there's a shelf life in the pros to how long you can work with a coach. He goes, because in college, you know you're there for three years or four years. High school, you're there for three years or four years. In the NFL, after five or six years with the same coaching staff, you know all their stuff. They know all your stuff. You sure that's Tim Brown? Because because you are quote, Brown. you're quoting Richard Sherman right now. This is what no, Richard Sherman. Said. I remember clearly having a conversation with Tim Brown about because Richard Sherman said, and if Tim Brown said that, then then that probably confirms what you're saying. Because Richard Sherman said, you know what? I, I heard all the stories, and, right. all, and all the guys heard all the stories. So and so there was a shelf life to this relationship with Pete Carroll. Um, it's, you kept it together for as long as you could. And it just, it ran its course. And I don't have any hard feelings against any of those guys. I celebrate. I have hard feelings against all of them. What are you talking about? I don't. I don't have any hard feelings. Yeah. I hate everybody. What do you Uh, mean? What do you mean? You don't have any hard feelings. I don't. Bring back Charlie Whitehurst. That's what I say. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Charlie Whitehurst. I figured you'd go that. Charlie Whitehurst. Bring back Rick Meyer. We paid that guy $10 million, Charlie Whiters, to stand there and look like Jesus on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Meyer, get me a hot dog. <laughs>
Hey, you guys, can you believe this? We've been working with Les Schwab for the past 12 years, but Les Schwab has been around for 70 years now, right here in the great Pacific Northwest. In fact, they're celebrating with your chance to win a $700 prize certificate. That's pretty amazing. And all you have to do is share your Les Schwab story if you want to enter to win. And to do that, Ron, all you have to do is go to lesschwab.com. I know that I have stories. You have stories. Mine involves a giant nail in my tire, and they fixed it for free. You can go to lesschwab.com, tell your story, win that $700 prize. And while you're there, schedule a free pre-trip safety check right online. They will look at your wheels, alignment, brakes, shots, shocks, and struts, all for free. You can schedule yours at lesschwab.com or just stop by and tell them Ron and Don sent you. That is Les. Schwab tires. We've been doing the right thing since 1952. You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail, um, and then they just came in with a with a lot more knowledge, and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, uh, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we, yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community. And knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now. And we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit. But it's an experience that we'll always remember and have. And... Um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. (laughs) Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. You're listening to my dad's podcast. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on ronanddonradio.com. Welcome back to the Ron and Don Show, you guys. I, th- I think it's really incredible when we see what's happening in the Ukraine. And we're, we're not doing whole shows on that, but I think we want to keep touching base on this because I think it's a really important story. It's something that we all care about, and I know you care about. And people say they're devastated uh, because of Russell Wilson and Bobby leaving, and and I'm not devastated by that. I'm devastated for the kids at Children's Hospital, right? But I'm happy for the kids at Children's down in Colorado because that's where Russell would spend his Tuesdays thing I loved about him, he didn't go in there and just to sign autographs. Uh, he oftentimes, not the staff, but with a lot of the adults that would want autographs, he'd say, you know what, I'm here for one reason, is for the kids. Uh, and he would go room to room and, and just hang out with those kids as a volunteer. And he signed up to be a volunteer when he wasn't n- number three Russell Wilson, head to the Hall of Fame. Uh, can't wait till he comes back one day and raise a 12-man flag and eat the ball and all that other stuff. I threw the eat the ball in there. Thank just, you. Just for you and Rachel Bell. Eat the ball. Remember when he's selling 
balls of it's a dinner roll <laughs> but it's shaped like a ball <laughs> and here drink these oxygen they bubbles. were given i went to i if you don't know what we're talking about he he early on we wasn't getting paid much he would pitch anything and he was pitching these balls of dough and and nobody knew what to do with them and they were actually giving them out and i call it seahawk stadium uh they were giving them out at seahawk stadium and we would get these and everyone's just sitting in the stand and we're stunned because there was no and and then a couple weeks later they started handing them out again because nobody knew what to do with them and this time they had like cheese and mustard and and that's probably smart <laughs> it's a anyway, shelf stable roll shaped yeah. like a football any anyway people think sometimes what nfl players do on sunday is heroic and it's not it's what they do on monday and i uh, will we'll we'll head back to the ukraine now I'm really amazed that you have this gentleman who's become a leader, uh, who is just an actor. Vladimir Zelensky. And is some of that an act? I don't think it is. I, 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 I think that guy has brass balls. He really does. And I love what he said when he said, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Because he's signaling, right? He's signaling, even to the former uh, uh, president of Ukraine. And he's signaling to those people around the world. They say 140,000 people now, as we speak, are headed to the Ukraine. And some of these people are family members. Some of these people are construction workers. Some of these people are United States retired soldiers. Some of these people, though, are still within Ukraine that haven't left. They're journalists, right? And they're putting on the battle rattle. They're people that are TV stars. There's people over there, which blows my mind. Could you? Th- I, I mean, think about this. You, you, you turn on your TV... And you look over because Lester Holt is over there right now. CNN is over there right now. But Lester Holt is standing there. Let, let, let's say we were at war with Mexico. And you look over and Lester Holt is standing there from NBC Nightly News, like with an M16, right? That's what's happening in the Ukraine right now. They're Lester Holt's of the world. Uh, everybody seems to be showing up. And I was standing in the shower today thinking about the courage of these normal everyday people, some of them have never used a gun and they're learning to use, they're teaching each other how to do this or how to build bombs or Molotov cocktails or uh, how to stop tanks. Just all the things that people are doing in Ukraine, the people that are coming from around the world to try to help. And yet the biggest superpowers in the world, you can't provide a no-fly zone because now you've gone to war with Russia and you can say they're the third most powerful uh army in the world. I don't think it matters when you have the most nuclear warheads, which they have. They have more than we do. Ukraine gave 1,800 of those away. Anyway, I was standing in the shower just going, would I have the courage if it was different? And let's say that Canada was storming in Seattle, Washington. Would I stay or would I go? I'd like to think that I would stay. But there's a part of me that's a chicken shiznit and, and would want to go, would be so fearful. I'm amazed, Ron, at the, at, at the courage of Ukraine, the people of Ukraine, the people that have stayed and the people that are coming. It, it is inspirational. I don't know if you caught uh, President Zelensky's speech that he gave to Parliament in the UK, because uh, I know that you're a big World War II buff. He um, on he had his green T-shirt on as he's just been wearing now, and, and uh, with the white wall in the background on a on a video link up with Parliament, and he basically paraphrased 
the Winston Churchill speech, uh, we'll fight him on the beaches, we'll fight him in the air, that famous speech. He gave that speech and replaced all of the places that Churchill said with places in Ukraine. And so at the end of this speech, the entire parliament stood to their feet cheering uh, for this man. And, And we are now seeing political maneuvering to try to give them assistance. For instance, one detail that I found interesting is so Poland has the type of fighter jets that the Ukrainian pilots are trained to fly. But if Poland gives those fighter jets to the Ukraine, then Russia considers that an act of war against Poland. So Poland took the license plate off the plane and, as Stephen Colbert said, filed down the VIN number. They gave them to a third party to give the planes to the United States and the UN, who then could give the planes to Ukraine. So that people are like... There's extraordinary things happening. You can't though, because if you fire on I know, Poland, I, I get you it. You fire on Poland, you fire on us, and we have to respond. And and I'm telling you right now, if they fired on Poland, I don't know if we would respond. I mean, you're you're you. No, I, I'm with you. I'm just saying that, that people are trying to go to great lengths uh, to assist the people of Ukraine, and without I, starting World without War Three, starting World War Three. Yeah. And I agree with you that the. Um, the bravery that we've seen is inspiring. What, what, what do you think you would do if you were in 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 a? And it's so hard. It's it. It's so hard for you and I to sit here on Queen Anne freaking Mountain and and comprehend the sacrifice and the suffering and the bravery and the fear. Uh, I don't. I don't know if there's anything that has happened in my life where I could replicate that. If I'm if I'm honest, and there was a dictator in Canada who was brutal in the way that Putin is brutal and coming down across the border. If I had access to my money and a plane ticket, I would leave. Like I, I, I don't have any children, so I'm not married. Like, I don't think I would be like posted up in front of my condo protecting Lake union from all comers. Like I just, and, and I wouldn't feel bad about that. I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. That's just being honest. And, and, and I don't, I don't know that we can really answer that question. I tried to, uh, as I was using Spider-Man three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. Wow, it's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's three Spidermans. I ran out of shampoo for some reason, and we just have this huge jug of it. And my son has decided that when he sleeps or takes a nap, he wants to sleep in my bed. He wants to sit on my deck, and he wants to shower in my shower. So the primary bedroom has now become. Uh, Spider-Man Central. Yeah. Anyway, you guys. Um, yeah. See you on that. Hey, Toronto Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him better as Mitch.loan. Mitch, do I need 20% down in cash to buy a house in this expensive market? You absolutely do not. And that's one of the big things I do when I sit down at meetings is we talk about the cost of waiting and I'll talk to someone and look at what they're renting for and what it will cost them in order to wait to save 20% down. And often putting as low as 10, 5% down is actually a better long-term financial deal. Even if you have to pay a little mortgage insurance up front, you get to buy that much sooner and gain that much more appreciation on that home. Okay, so if you've been staying out of the market because you think, well, I don't have 20% down, you don't need 20%, go to mitch.loans, 
talk to Mitch, figure this out, get a game plan. You can do a run down, sit down with us, and we will partner with you. And don't forget, you can get that up to one half percent back on the value of your loan. Just go to Mitch.loans. NMLS 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back to uh, the Ron and Don show. And um, if, you, if you live here in Seattle or you live in the Pacific Northwest, you know it's a beautiful place. In fact, we're coming into the spring and summer months where everybody wants to live here. And people are still moving here. And, and that's why uh, real estate continues uh, to be a very attractive investment for, for people. But what has happened... And I go back to when they closed the jungle and the opioid crisis really took off at the same time. The city of Seattle now and some of the surrounding areas has become the jungle. It is a jungle. I was watching uh, the news last night up in Everett and there's a guy who has broken to, he had broken into 18 stores and he could no longer kick the windows in because the what, what's happening in places like Tacoma and Everett, instead of putting the glass back where someone's just going to... They're just going to break the glass again. They're they're leaving the CDX plywood up, and then there's companies now that will come by. They'll paint it black for you, and then the and then they'll put beautiful artwork on it or the name of your business or whatever it is. They're doing that in places like Tacoma and Everett. I haven't seen that in downtown Seattle yet, but I have still seen a lot of plywood when you're down there. So what he was doing is above all these frame doors, uh, there's a little pilot window. And he was kicking in these pilot windows, and and he probably weighed. I saw a picture of him. He weighed about 113 pounds, and he was like this circus contortionist, where he could contortion his way into the business. And he would go in there, and and a lot of times these businesses, even if they have videotape, which they did of him inside the business, it it's almost impossible to catch them in real time because there's not enough cops. And plus, there's so many people doing this. This hardware store at the bottom of my hill is now for sale. And I go in there and I buy things to try to support these guys because their doors and their windows get kicked in all the time. I talk to a woman in a shell station that's a quarter of a mile from me. She, when you go to the shell station, you can't walk in and buy anything anymore. Even during the day, you can buy it through the window because people would just walk in. She would call the police. They would take things. And she was like, well, you know what? Uh, I'm either gonna have to close my business or we're just gonna have to work through the window. And she said, the police said, if it's not, if they didn't steal over $900 worth of stuff, uh, then we're not going to come out. So when she calls them now, she says, and she says she gets hit about three times a month. She says she lets them know it, it was over $900 a month. So she had to make, uh, this transition and she said, it's killing the business. Cause cause a lot of, a lot of these little mom and pop gas stations, they don't make money on the gas. It's a push for them on the gas. They make money on the snacks and the pretzels and everything that they're they're selling inside, and 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 so it's really hurt her business. She had outside. She has two trucks, and she has shut one of them down, and she had to take everything out of the truck and put it in storage because people keep breaking into her food trucks. This is not the. This is everywhere, right? The bottom of the hill now, Bruce Harrell finally came in. He's tagging all these RVs. They, people down there just ripped off the tags, and they're still there. They haven't moved. And I don't know that we have the manpower, the woman power, the wherewithal uh, to go and to move these RVs, and then where do you take them and everything else. And I could sit here, and I'm not going to tell you anything that you already don't know. What's interesting in the Ukraine is 
you haven't seen a ton of looting. But when they do catch a looter, they will take that looter. They will take something that looks like saran wrap. And they'll find a pole somewhere that's still standing. And a lot of times, this is where bombs are coming in. And they just saran wrap you to the pole. And then they pull your pants down and walk away. We should try that here in Seattle. Minus the bomb part. Minus the bomb part. I love that idea. If you get a moment, just give that a Google. Uh, Some of the looters that have been caught. They're literally with their pants down, saran wrapped to these poles. So anyway. Bruce, if you're listening, I know we're short on cops. I got a lot of saran wrap at my house. Hey, you guys, if you want to reach out to us, we do something called a Ron Dunn sit down. How can they sit down with us, Ron? Yeah, we got a brand new text line. Text the word sit down to 206-249-4343. Or as I like to spell out, but you don't like it, 206-biz-hee-hee. Don't like that. People will remember that. 206-biz-hee-hee. That is the number. Just text the word, sit down to that number. I love hearing you do the hee hee. Hee hee. 206 biz. Hee hee. You text the word, sit down, and then uh, we can sit down. And you're under no obligation, and either are we. It's just a conversation to find out if we'll be good partners on your real estate journey. And sometimes people just have questions. And Ron loves answering questions. Uh, Can't get enough of those questions. Can't get enough. Yeah. Cannot get enough of those. All right. So. Text the word sit down to what? 206 biz hee hee. <laughs> no, that was a different hee hee that time. I know. I can't do the hee hee. <laughs> hey, you guys want to get signed up for the Nation News? It's a newsletter we sit out, send out to thousands of people. Ron will write something. I'll write some. If you have a house for sale, we'll send it. We only hit you three to four times a month. We don't sell that list, all right? And you're not going to wake up and all of a sudden you have... You ever order something from Uber Eats and then they, they they contact you like 18 times the next day and you're like, I've already eaten. Full. No more notifications. All right. Ronadonsitdown.com. Love to go on that journey with you. Thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show. Thanks to Mitch.loans. If you need a loan right now, mention Ron and Don and uh, you can get a full percentage point on Half a percent. Half a percent. A full percentage would be better. I would ask it for would. I would ask for that. Probably won't get it, but ask for it. Mitch dot loans. Need us run it on sitdown.com. Till next time, keep your head up, your shoulders back, you listen to the Ron and Don show. Away! The Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. <laughs> 